It's a lot about saying yes to the good stuff and no to the bad stuff. There's a lot of strategy in, in the play, but if you feel in your gut that you would love to be able to do it, then just say yes. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rock star confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hello there, rock star. Welcome to episode 114 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. Today we're talking about our biggest asset, something that we all have, something that has unlimited amounts of power, yet it's also our biggest challenge. I'm talking about that thing that sits behind our ears, our mind. What we carry around in our minds, our beliefs, has a huge impact on our feelings, on our behaviour, on our actions, which then leads to the results that we see in our lives. So if you want to be a confident speaker or express yourself fully or enjoy networking events or get that new job or start that business, ask that person out, whatever it is, if you want success in life, you've got to be aware of what your mind is doing and whether it's helping you or holding you back. Now, an interesting concept that demonstrates how our minds have the ability to impact our results is the idea of the growth versus fixed mindset. Researcher Carol Dweck wrote a book called Mindset, and I believe it was her who coined the term of the growth versus the fixed mindset, or she's done a lot of work on it and explains how each one can help or hinder us. And when I heard about it, I thought, what an amazing topic for a podcast. And to help me to discuss this topic, I'm very excited to introduce you to Matt Baker of Clear Group, which you'll hear a bit more about in a moment. Now, Matt calls himself a clear thinking strategist, which I think is an amazing job title. And he'll explain a little bit about what he does, well, how he helps his clients in a moment. Matt is also the lead facilitator of the Fresh Networking Group, uh, the St Kilda branch. There's a few around Melbourne, of which I have recently become a member. And he actually gave a presentation on the fixed mindset versus growth mindset at a recent meeting. And I loved what he shared so much that I asked him if he could come on the podcast to share it with us. So I hope you enjoy. Matt and I discussed the six key elements of a growth mindset and some simple yet powerful tweaks you can make to the way that you think that will help you to get outside your comfort zone, do the things that scare you, and ultimately achieve incredible things you may not have previously thought possible. Show notes, which will include links to everything that we discuss, will be at thecmethod.com slash mindset. Now, speaking of the Fresh Networking Group, I will be speaking at their breakfast event coming up next week. That is the Wednesday, 14th of June in South Yarra for all the Melbourne nights. It's open to all visitors, especially to business owners who want to connect with other friendly and like-minded people. I'll be doing a session on how to create an impactful personal pitch so you can introduce yourself with ease and impact. To grab your tickets, I think they're only $30 each and that includes a yummy breakfast as well. Go to Eventbrite. I think you can just search for Fresh Networking Breakfast or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash mindset. I'll pop in a link there. 
And if you were wondering, to access these links that I've been sharing with you, you can just go to your podcast app and you'll see the link there in the description of the podcast. And I know on the iPhone, if you hit view full description, you can tap directly on that link and that'll take you straight to the show notes. Too easy. I don't know why I waited 114 episodes to tell you that, but anyway, that's how you do it. (laughs) One final announcement and I mentioned this last week, I am now taking applications for my public speaking and communication skills group coaching program, which starts in June and goes for, sorry, starts in July, not June, and goes for six weeks. This is an online program and is for high performing professionals and people in leadership positions who want to increase their impact, presence and confidence at work. Places are limited though. It's small group. So if you are interested, make sure you book in a discovery call with me to see if the program is a fit for you and your needs. Go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching. That's thecmethod.com slash group coaching to book in a call and also for more details on the program. That link will be in the description of this episode too in your podcasting app. So simply click on that. It'll take you straight to the page. Okay. So are you ready to discover how to achieve maximum success through simply changing your mindset, let's get to the conversation I had with the lovely Matt Baker. Matt Baker. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me, Christina. I'm very excited to be doing this. Now, you have one of the best elevator pitches that I've ever heard. Oh, okay. Can can you share that with the audience? I think it's like a 20-second pitch oh, that you do. Yeah, I don't think it's even even that long. It's, um, it starts, what we do is we help the customers of our clients fall in love with their brands so they pay more (laughs) because people love profit. They do. They do. So you're from Clear Group and that's all about helping companies with their brand, their branding, right? Getting their message out to the world. Why are you so passionate about this type of work? Not a lot of people have um, a connection with their purpose, with what they're driven to do every day. They go to work. They, they get up in the morning, they go to work, they do something that they don't really like doing. Um, there's a, a majority of people in the workforce are disengaged. You know, 450 billion people around, oh, sorry, million people around the world are disengaged at work. Um, and it's those who are actively engaged at work that are really supporting those that are just going to work for a wage and not going there to drive help for the people that they're servicing. Mm. So it's really important for me, for the people that work in the companies that we that we work with are actively engaged at work. They love what they do. They can't wait to get there. They 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 work. They wake up in the morning with this with this energy to help the next person with the work that they do. So how do you go about doing that? Because for a lot of people, it's been years or even decades of not being excited yeah. about their work. Yeah. How do you turn that around? Well, the, the what we do with a brand, we start with. Um, what the ethos is. What are the stories? What did the founders want to do with the organisation when they started it? What what was the um, the the trigger to make that happen? So we get that ethos, and then we drive that into the employee base. Get those stories because there's not many people that work in organisations that really understand what that ethos is, why they come to work, um, why why it was started, what are the stories behind the founders? They don't know that stuff. What they do in a, in an induction process is they learn 
what the software is, you know, you know, what applications to use, what the phone is, where to go to the toilet, where the, where the kitchen, are. exactly, <laughs> you know, in case of an emergency, you know, all that sort of fear-related stuff, this is what we need to do. But they don't get the, the brand story. So it's really important for us to get that brand story, to bring it into the people so that they can then attach to it. Mm, love it. Yeah. Now, we met through a networking group called Fresh, of yes. which you are a member and I am soon to be a member, oh, I good. hope. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> and and you were giving a presentation at this particular one meeting and it was all about growth mindset yes. versus a fixed mindset. And this really struck a chord with me and I really loved what you had to share. So, this is why I wanted to get you on the show and to, to discuss this. Yeah. Now, can you briefly give us an overview of what a growth versus fixed mindset is and why you find it so important. Well, a lot of us are driven by a fixed mindset and driven, I mean, you know, they're complacent. Okay. So we're faced with an obstacle or or there's a challenge in the way and we say, well, we don't have the intelligence or energy to embrace that challenge or to, or to push through this blockage. Um, so I'll just walk away from it. And we do that because we believe that um, most people believe that the intelligence that we have is fixed. It's what it's what we have. It's what we're born with. Uh, we're never going to achieve anything more. So that's the fixed mindset. The growth mindset is really about looking at the world in a different way, looking at it from the point of view that um, failure is a part of the process. It's just a part of the journey on our road to success. And the challenges that we face are there to help us uh, learn more and, and be more and be all that we can be in life. So with a growth mindset, we'll embrace those challenges. We won't walk away. Mm-hmm. We'll see the success of others, those people that um, m- we may have envied in the past saying, I'll never achieve that. I'll never be that. They're lucky. Those people are lucky. No, they're not lucky. They've just worked really hard. They've put the effort in. They've embraced effort. They've embraced challenges. They've embraced failure on their road to success. So we look at their success and we say, okay, well, what are they doing that, that I could do? What, what, what path have they uh, laid in front of themselves that I can then step in their footsteps and learn some things from mm. instead of saying, I'll never get there, yeah? So is this, something, is this something that you have to instill or teach to the people you work with? Yeah, yeah. So in, in the brand engagement sessions that we do, uh, a big part of that after we do the ethos is – Instilling in people's minds that they, they can change their brains. They can, with effort, they can actually change the pathways. Due to the, the chemi- chemical and biological things that are going on in our heads, we can actually produce new pathways. So what we can do is, is, is teach them that and then help them become better in their workplace. Then we could do workplace happiness and, and, and workplace positivity and those types of things. Um, but growth mindset is really key to unlocking the potential of people and, and having them lean in and, and really uncover some more things about themselves. Yeah, cool. Now, for everyone listening, I want you to listen in carefully because this, what we'll be talking about is I mean, you can apply all of this stuff to what you're doing at work as an individual. You can apply it when you're running meetings. You can apply it when you're giving a presentation as well. And I want you to think about what are some limiting limiting beliefs that you might have already or have had in the past about speaking like, oh, I'm just not a confident speaker. Oh, I'm not good at meetings. People don't like to listen to me. All of those things, as Matt is explaining now, is that you can change those. You can change your brain and actually fulfill your potential if you can embrace this growth mindset. Now, 
Matt, you say that there are, I've got written down here, six components of a growth mindset. Yeah, Carol Dweck wrote a book, um, Mindset. Great book. Get it. There's a re-release that's occurred just recently that's uh, got a few updates in it. But yeah, Carol Carol Dweck. Dweck. D-W-E-C-K. Okay. Christina will put the uh, notes to that in the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I will link that up in the show notes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so the first one is, the first of these six components is a desire to learn. Yeah. So the fixed mindset would be a delight, desire to look smart. So given an opportunity, will I walk into a room? Will I present to someone? Will I just talk about the things that I know how to talk about? Um, if I am challenged, will I, will, will I go and learn those things or will I just be at a fixed level of, of, of knowledge? Yeah. So, a desire to learn means that what I want to do is I want to not just learn for myself, but I want to learn to impart knowledge on others, okay, because others in the organization will come to me for knowledge, okay? So desire to learn might be um, in a confidence-building thing. Who are those that are confident, okay? What did they learn to become more confident? What books did they read? What knowledge? What what was their um, developed uh, academia, their self-academia to, to reach that pinnacle of confidence and confidence in speaking and, and presenting themselves. Mm. So, for instance, a desire to learn would be to subscribe to this podcast. Of course. Okay, because <laughs> every week you're learning something new, okay, and you're spending the time to learn those things instead of having an idea of a fixed state of knowledge. Um, Alfred Benet, um he developed the IQ test, and a lot of people think it's an IQ test to to show where your limit of knowledge is, where he actually developed it as a uh, tool to measure your learning over a period of time. So you measure your IQ, then you go and learn, and you put effort in, and you, you learn from others, and you step into challenges, and you face fear, and you um, embrace things, and, and push through, and so forth, and then you measure again. Mm. And that will have increased because of knowledge. So think about whether if we measure the IQ of someone when they're six compared to when they're 26, it's going to be significantly different. And although the brain develops a lot of its pathways, the majority of pathways when you're seven, that's when there's a really rapid growth in brain um, development, we can still develop as adults. Mm. It's, it's still the potential still there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Also with that, uh, desire to learn. I know that there's a lot of people who get nervous when speaking when there are other experts in the audience because they feel like I need to know more than everyone in the audience. So mm. I need to look, like you said, I need to look smart in front of everyone. If I don't know the answer to the question, then I'm going to look stupid. Yeah. And that in itself is is limiting. And I think that if you can have that desire to, to or, or understand that, no, I don't know everything and I'm willing to learn from the other experts in the room at the same time, that all, you know, that takes that pressure off you. It does. And we are human mm. and people love humanity. People are drawn towards humanity. And if you think about ourselves when we see someone make a mistake and, you know, we're great in this country at self-deprecation, we are okay with that. So when someone makes a mistake, we uh, we become closer to them, we, want, we warm to them and we, and we want to help them. So it can be embarrassing certainly. But when you, when you embrace that, yes, it's great to, to move through that and become more confident. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next component of a growth mindset is re- uh, persist. I almost said resist. Persist <laughs> in the face of challenge. Yeah. Okay. So 
there are triggers that occur for us. Okay. We're not all just growth mindset or just fixed mindset. We are, we embrace different parts of it depending on what the situation is, but there'll be a trigger which will push us into a fixed mindset state. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is we want to persist through that. We want to speak to the voice that says, no, you can't do this, man. What? You're going to have a podcast interview with Christina. She's had some fantastic people on that show. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Matt, you can't do that. And persisting through that obstacle, okay, and saying, no, you know what? Thank you very much. I know your intention is is right for me. You, you, you're wanting the best for me, but the I know what the best for me is, mm. and that's to push through that and embrace it and do it and enjoy it. Yeah. And Absolutely. and 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 feel honored and and push through it. And others might say, You you want to do what? You wanna you, you wanna public speak, you wanna get up in front of people. Oh no, don't do that. You, you, you're no good at that. Why don't you want to play guitar in, in front of it? No, don't do that. You want, you want to sing? No, you can't do that. So, you'll, you know, so it's not only your own voice, it's the voice of others that are trying to keep you in a happy state and don't want to see you um, in a frustrated position, you know, mm. where, where, where you are going to be challenged, where, where, you, where you may um, challenge everything within yourself, um, become very unhappy and, and sad about moments. But that's okay because that's part of the journey. And and if we can push through that, then our resilience increases. So persisting in the face of the obstacles um, is really great. And find those mentors, find those people that will embrace those things that you're driven to do and help you through it. And often it's not family, it's someone outside your family that's going to help <laughs> you do that. Yes. Uh, one of the most valuable things that I've found in this this journey of of starting my own businesses, businesses now, is having those people around me who will challenge you on those things where you are resisting instead of persisting and saying, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then having people say, you're doing it and calling you out when you say, oh, no, but I'm, I'm this and I'm that and I haven't got this yet. And they just go, no, you, you've got this. You can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. It's a lot about saying yes to the good stuff and no to the bad stuff. Mm. There's a lot of strategy in, in the play. But you know, it's if you if you feel in your gut that you would love to be able to do it, then just say yes and mm. jump in. Yeah. Oh, look, I have that feeling of when I have that feeling of resistance, which is don't do that thing. It's scary. You're not ready yet. That is a sign to me that I need to do it. Yeah. And the the stand up comedy was a perfect example of that. <laughs> I thought I'm so terrified. Everything in my system is telling me do not do this. <laughs> yet I realize. That's that's exactly the reason why I have to do it. Because yeah. if there was no resistance, it's like, well, it's probably too easy yeah. and it's not enough of a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Okay, moving on. The third part of growth mindset is seeing failure as the path to success. Yes. Yeah. So it's so it's really about um embracing the journey mm. and the process. Um a lot of people are driven by outcomes. Where the outcomes are important, but it's about how you get to the outcome. Okay, that is the most important. So um, a lot of people will get to the first failure and walk away. They'll get to the next failure, they'll, they'll walk away. So it's about saying, okay, well, let's let's learn from that failure. Let's not make that same mistake again and move forward. I saw Ian Thorpe being interviewed by Arne Doe yeah. on Arne's Brush with Fame, which great. is a great TV show. And for those of you who don't know, Ian Thorpe is one of Australia's greatest swimmers ever. Yeah. And he talked about how – 
I mean, working towards an Olympic gold medal, mm. that's, that's the result, right? That is the ultimate result. You work four years of your life to reach for this one race. And he won all these medals and then he retired and then he came back again and he failed to qualify. And he said the lesson he learned from that was he learned to, he learned that it's not just about the result and you have to enjoy the journey as well. That was one of the key things he learned. And I was like, Oh, that resonates <laughs> with me so much. Okay. So number four, learn from the success of others. Yeah. So often we see other people, we think they're lucky. We think they're, um, they've been given a gift from the universe. Then they're, they're going to have everything come to them. Mm. Um, and often we see them as overnight successes, but we don't see the effort that they've put in on the way. Okay. So we'll see the last five minutes of a 30 year journey and say, wow, that's fantastic. That's what's wonderful. What you've, been able to achieve there. Mm. Um, I hate you for it. You know, so <laughs> we become very envious of those that are, that are successful instead of thinking, okay, well, let's have a look at that success. If we want that same success, if we're wanting to drive towards those same, um, abilities and, um, and, and the happiness that they have, then what do we need to do? What's the path that they, that they trod? And what's the price that they paid? And as what's well? the price that they paid exactly? So you look at um, you look at Jobs, okay? Um, Steve Jobs, you know, he started in a garage. He's extremely charismatic, and they did it really hard for a long time. And you find that a lot of the people that that are in those, you know, tall towers and 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 have it all, you know, that they did go very hard. And I suppose it's about finding what is what it is that is your passion. What what are you driven to do? Mm. You know, ask yourself the question, what did, what did I want to do when I was a kid? When I was asked that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, what was that? And, and get back to that and say, why was that, that for me? What were the drivers for me? And, mm. and how can I translate that into a career, a calling today for what I do and how I help people today? Mm. Tony Robbins likes to say that success leaves clues. Oh, okay. So if you look at someone who is successful, they're, in in whatever area of their life because he says that people some people will be successful in different areas some people might be great with money terrible with relationships some people might be um really confident at one thing but lacking confidence in in something else and he says you you look at what that thing is that they're successful in and what are the things that they do in that area of their life that then leads to that success mm. So you take the person who's good with money, for example, or they're really wealthy. You look at them and they probably spend a lot of time, you know, reading about stocks or educating themselves about money or hanging out with other people who are also good with money. And if that's not, if that's, so if that's something you want to be good at and you're not doing any of those things, then maybe you should start doing those things yeah. that that successful person was doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're up to number five now, the second last one, embrace challenge. Yeah. When you're faced with a challenge, like speaking on a podcast, presenting in front of people, um, embrace that challenge. Learn what you need to do. Plan really well for it and do it. Yeah. So embrace those challenges that are offered to you instead of walking away from them. Because with a fixed mindset, you're, you're not necessarily going to embrace, or you're not going to embrace a challenge at all, are you? You're just going to walk away from it and you can say, no, I'm not going to challenge myself because I might look stupid. Yeah. Um, I will probably fail. Yeah, that's the sort of the, the self-talk that goes on. So it's about really looking at those things that happen in life and and grabbing them. Have you ever been in that situation where you walked away from something because of a fixed mindset? Um, yeah, yeah. 
when presented with opportunities to to speak in front of people or to have meetings with certain people, yeah, so, sure, in the early days I would would mm. walk away from it. What did you tell yourself? Um, uh, worthiness, yeah. Often we tell ourselves we're not worthy um, uh, and it might be something that's further back, a limiting belief. So it's about talking to that voice and saying, why do you think I'm not worthy? Everyone's worthy. Mm. So at what point did you then start to embrace the challenge? Um, it was when there was no other option, when it was told to me that, that this is what's going to happen. I remember one time I was um, I used to sing and perform when I was a kid and, you know, and that was all great fun because we didn't have the, um, the fear yet. You know, we we would just do stuff. Yeah. And as you get knocked down again and again and again in your life, suddenly you feel that you're not worthy to do things. Um, and I had a singing teacher, my wife's mother, and she said, oh, you like singing? Come and do some singing with me. I said, oh, okay, great. And then um, there was a just a small concert for family and friends of those who were in the singing class. And um, we had to get up in front of the class and sing completely unaccompanied. With not with nothing, just That's just terrifying. just yourself, <laughs> and and it's okay if it's if you're singing in the car, but when you're in a hall and there's nothing other than your voice to be heard, mm. there's a lot of pressure there, and it was just something that was going to happen because it was you know we'd gone through the the journey and and that was the culmination of it. So it was about okay, well I've got that's it's me now. Sure, nervous. Very nervous, but at the end of it, it was great, you know, and that the applause was there and the encouragement was there. Well, of course it would be because it's in that environment. Mm. And that, that helps you break through that limiting belief. So often the challenges may come to you that there is no choice but to take the challenge on. Um, and then you learn. You say, okay, great. I, if I embrace this challenge, then I will, you know, have another tool. How can I improve that tool? How can I sharpen that tool? And how can I can be, become better at it? Yeah. What's a recent challenge that you've taken on? A recent challenge, apart from today, um, a recent challenge. Interestingly, in the work that I do, I work with a lot of small organisations, yeah, small to medium businesses, you know, 100 employees. Um, and there's a global organisation that, that we're doing work for. So that's a challenge that we've certainly embraced, you know, going through the journey with them, talking to them about what their needs are and, and, and talking to people that are, that are high up in the organisation. So that's a, certainly a challenge that, that I've embraced and, and moved towards. So being in a meeting and speaking with people and sometimes being in a meeting and not really knowing who's in the meeting and then finding out later that they were two bosses above the person that you're dealing with and they, they're All a right. decision maker and you've just been speaking openly and honestly and, and having, you know, a great conversation um, because you think you're not, you're not talking to someone of, of high esteem mm. in the organisation. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence to keep moving forward up and up and, and, and have those great conversations with the people that I may not necessarily have thought I could. Because well, you learn that they're just normal people. They're just people. <laughs> Everyone's just they're a just person. Normal people. Exactly. Yeah. I was interviewing um, Joshua Spodek, who's a, a teacher and author on, on leadership. We were talking about being authentic and how if you can practice speaking your truth, so speaking your internal monologue and just saying what comes out of your mouth. He says if you can actually practice being skilled at that, 
it'll help you when you're speaking to people who are high up or maybe you bump into into a celebrity yeah. and you're like, I don't know what to say. But it's like, well, they're just a normal person. Yeah. And if you can just talk to them like a normal person, yeah. you'll be so much more authentic. You'll be able to connect with them and not just be another fangirl yeah. or whatever. That was a great so, podcast. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, it was really great. Getting in touch with, you know, and he was talking about just, you know, whenever you're by yourself, just talk, speak, whatever is happening in your mind right now. Yeah. I've started yelling out at cute dogs on the street now. Yeah. So I walk along and I'm like, oh, my God, cute dog, can I pat it? Mm. And that's a, it's a good start. Yeah, Simple. I think it's great. It reminded me of Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I think something fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> I should mention that Matt is a listener of this podcast as well, so – I appreciate you for all your support. <laughs> okay, one last final aspect of growth mindset, and that is effort as a path to mastery. Yeah. So often we see effort as something that we don't want to do, okay? And that is because we have particular drivers that give us a tendency to to want to do certain things. So when we do those things that we're driven to do, we don't see that there's any effort required. Mm. And we know, and the, you, the listeners will know that there are moments in their life when they're doing something and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of effort to do it because it's an inherent ability, okay? But to become a master means that you need to put effort in to those things that you may not necessarily have those drivers for, those, those inherent abilities for. So really it's about seeing that to become a success in all the things that you want to be, then you need to put the time in, okay, and not walk away from taking mm. effort and being complacent and, you know, there's some great stuff on telly, you know, and there's some good, you know, cat videos on YouTube. But let's um, let's hone our time and really think about what things that we can put effort into to create a better life in the future. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we want to look back on life and say, hey, I've had an awesome life and how have I achieved that? By rack stacking and packing awesome days. So, you know, get up in the morning, I'm going to have an awesome day today and embrace the challenges that occur and learn from the mistakes that occur through that day and then you'll have an awesome day. And then at the end of the day, be grateful for the stuff that has occurred for you that has been fantastic. Be grateful for the lessons that you've learned because of the failures that you've had and step into the next day looking forward to the, the challenges that you're going to have and the successes you're going to have from that day. Love it. I think we can end that right there. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic closing words. Great. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been an honour, Christina. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. If people want to find out more about you and what Clear Group do, where can they find you? Well, they can go to cleargroup.com.au. That's just one word and spelt normally. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I think I'm Matt Baker's S at the end. Okay. Um, but you'll be able to hunt me down and no doubt Christina will put me in the show notes. Will do. You'll get your own blog posts and everything. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, man. It's been wonderful. How good was that? I really enjoyed this conversation with Matt Baker from Clear Group and I'd like to thank him from the bottom of my heart for sharing the growth and fixed mindset concept with us. You can find out more about what Matt does at cleargroup.com.au or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash mindset. I'll pop in links there to how you can connect with him. Now, speaking of growth mindset, there's nothing more growth-inducing than being around like-minded and supportive individuals who are striving towards similar goals. And this is why I created the da -da -da -da, the group coaching program. <laughs> there's something really powerful about being part of a supportive group that you can learn from and gain feedback from. 
I've definitely had my fair share of participating in mastermind groups and group coaching and it's been absolutely invaluable and I just love the support and the relationships that come out of it as well. So that's why I've included it as part of this training program that I've got coming up in July. So if you are an ambitious professional and want to stand out at work, feel more confident and accelerate your career, make sure you book in a discovery call with me to see if the program is a fit for you. Come on over to thecmethod.com slash group coaching to learn more about the program and to book in a call. And that wraps episode 114 for this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. You know, this podcast has been averaging 20,000 downloads a month. I'm pretty excited about that, considering it's been all organic growth since we started. Love that. You, my friends, are rock stars. Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Get Noticed.